the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So you heard Joe Biden on his State of the Union address. Talk about how Republicans want to take away your Medicare and your Social Security. They want to cut into that to balance the budget. That is Joe Biden's uh, political lie of choice. And you might wonder, well, where does that come from? Because I heard all the Republicans say, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. We don't want to do that. Well, it came from a paper presented to the president by Rick Scott, senator from Florida. Although that's not really what Rick Scott said. He was just saying that we need to take a look at all government programs to decide if those government programs are worth the money we're spending on them or not worth the money that we are spending on them. That is called sunsetting. And it is a thing that has been proposed for a long, long, long time. How long, Bruce? Well, let's go back to 1995, okay? And uh, I don't know, you might recognize the voice of this particular senator who was pretty adamant about the fact that we should cut into Social Security, Medicare, pretty much everything. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice. I tried it the third time, and I tried it the fourth time. Now, I don't know. Can you identify that voicemail? Let's solicit the opinion of uh, producer for the day, Alan Rogers. Do you recognize that senator's voice from 1995? It's not fake Sherrod Brown. No, it's not Sherrod Brown or fake Sherrod Brown. Uh, hmm. I, I, he's, he's a guy who's yelling. <laughs> uh, yes. He's still yelling. <laughs> he's still yelling, yes. That would be Joe Biden. Joseph Robinette Biden, your current president of the United States. Only now he sounds like this. Typical middle-class family. For decades, the backbone of America, the middle class, has been hollowed out. And when those towns were hollowed out, something else was lost. Pride, self-esteem, a sense of self-worth. But now we're going to turn that around. We're building an economy where no one's going to be left behind. It is a curious voice for the middle class to come from someone who has never made more than $200,000 a year and yet owns reams and reams and reams of high-priced Delaware real estate. Mr. Middle, Mr. middle Class, Mr. Union Joe, Mr. Amtrak Million Mile Joe uh, himself advocated for sunsetting programs like Social Security, like Medicare. Now, if you were watching the State of the Union, you saw everybody in the chamber stand up and applaud when he said, can we agree we're not going to cut Social Security and Medicare? Yes. And then the very next day, which is yesterday, he was in Wisconsin, and he was saying it again. 
that Republicans want to cut Social Security and Medicare. So he is an inveterate liar, a serial liar, an unrepentant liar. And he will be held to account for it, but maybe not in this life. Now, speaking of being held to account, uh, yesterday in Washington, D.C., they had the House Oversight Committee, headed by Republicans, looking into what Twitter did with the Hunter Biden laptop story. On October the 14th, 2020, approximately two and a half weeks before the 2020 presidential election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, the New York Post gained access to the hard drive from Hunter Biden's laptop that he left at a Delaware repair shop and did not claim, thus, under the laws of the United States of America, making that laptop the property of the laptop repair store owner. And that laptop repair store owner gave it to the FBI. That's what a nice American citizen would do. Holy cow, look at what's on this hard drive. This might be uh, information that would compromise national security. I better call my FBI because, of course, the FBI would not do anything that wouldn't be in the best interest of the United States of America. Well, that's what the FBI thinks. But they believe that getting Joe Biden elected president was in the best interest of the United States of America. So what did they do with the laptop? They sat on it for a year. They did nothing. Well, they did do something. They realized what was on it. And then they put together a what's called a hack and leak operation. And basically they built a protective fence around Information on the laptop, just in case that information fell into other hands other than the FBI, because the FBI still has not disclosed what's on that laptop to this day. They won't even tell you where that laptop is that was given to them in 2019. So they go to all the social media companies and they say, hey, hey, you know, uh, 2016, we know the Russians like they colluded with Trump. And this would have been where a honest social media company would have pushed back and said, wait a minute. We spent tens of millions of dollars on that Mueller investigation, and it turned up nothing. But instead, the social media companies were like, oh, yeah, Russia collusion, Russia, Russia, Russia. Walls are closing in, Uh, you know, an imminent demise of the presidency. Yeah. They were more than willing to lap it up when the FBI said, hey, might be more Russian disinformation coming. And you know what? It might involve Hunter Biden. (laughs) What a wild guess they're making at FBI headquarters after looking at their laptop and seeing exactly what was on it. So that is why Twitter had the ability, the justification, the motivation, the invitation to silence the Hunter Biden laptop. And Facebook did it, and Instagram did it, and everybody did it, because they all wanted Joe Biden to win the election. Well, now Twitter's not owned by Jack Dorsey anymore a leftist beatnik, it's owned by Elon Musk. And he fired all the people who did that with Hunter Biden's laptop. So they were in Washington yesterday. Vijaya Gade, who was director of something, censorship, I think. Yoel Roth, the director of content, also censorship. And uh, Gade and Roth were pleading their case before Republicans who uh, delighted in asking them questions that no Democrat would dare to ask them. In hindsight, Twitter should have reinstated the Post account immediately. I'll be the first to admit that we didn't always get it right. No, our bad. Sorry. Sorry, our bad. Uh, Then Vijay Gade went on to say that, well, you know, we we let people talk about that story. We didn't silence everybody, just just, just the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in American history. We banned them from Twitter, 
right up to the election. But Vijaya Gotti's like, I mean, you know, we let uh, we let Bill in Circleville talk about it on Twitter. People could and did talk about the contents of the laptop on Twitter or anywhere else. Still, over the course of that day, it became clear that Twitter had not fully appreciated the impact of that policy on free press and others. Oh, it did not fully appreciate that a son of a presidential candidate making scads of cash from Ukraine and Russia might be a matter of interest to people who were considering voting for him in three weeks. It never occurred to them. Twitter, oh, we underestimated the reach. Oh, did you really underestimate that? Now, what is the first thing that happens when you, me, or Bill in Circleville decide to start talking on social media about a news story? Hey, hey, there's a news story out there that says Hunter Biden was taking bags of cash from Ukraine and his dad was in on the meetings and 10% went to the big guy. What's the first thing that happens? You say, well, well, let me read the story. Let me read the story, right? I want to read the story. I want to read the reporting. I want to find out if I believe it. I want to find out what their sourcing is. Oh, sorry. Twitter won't let the story be tweeted. So her defense that, oh, well, people could talk about it. That's like saying, hey, um, Monday morning, I'd say, hey, the Eagles won the Super Bowl last night. Really cool. Can I see highlights? No, there are no highlights. Um, Was it on TV last night? No, it was blacked out. Can't watch it. I mean, ridiculous, right? You have to see it. You have to read it. You have to inspect it. You have to evaluate it. Vijay got it. Oh, you know, sure, we blocked it being retweeted, and we blocked people sharing the actual content. But, I mean, hey, you know, people can talk about it. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Vijay got it. So James Baker, former FBI lead counsel, was at the time Twitter's lead counsel. And you better believe he has surrounded himself with every possible legal protection against being caught in the duplicitous acts that he no doubt coached Twitter to commit. I did not act unlawfully or otherwise inappropriately in any manner with respect to Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh, well, we'll see. Because the Republicans are looking into this. And a Democratic congressman gave a very interesting defense of Twitter. I'm just just curious if that defense holds for Twitter now if Elon Musk decides to censor all Democratic content. Hmm, We'll discuss. Now, not everybody was happy yesterday on Capitol Hill when the Republican-led House Oversight Committee was questioning Yoel Roth, Vijay Gade, and James Baker of, well, formerly of Twitter, because they've all been fired by Elon Musk, for their role in censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. As you might expect, uh, the bartender from the New York suburbs uh, was not happy about it at all. A whole hearing about a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an abuse of public time. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's half-fake laptop story. I mean, this is an embarrassment. It is? It is an embarrassment? She's from New York. Is she saying the New York Times is not accurate in its reporting because the New York Times has authenticated the laptop. The Washington Post has authenticated the laptop. The CBS News has authenticated the laptop. And you know who else has authenticated the laptop? Hunter Biden. 
Hunter Biden has authenticated the laptop. Half fake, she said. It's not half fake. It's all real. And we knew it was all real when the New York Post reported it. Oh, a 24-hour right-wing political hit job. 24 hours? How long was the story censored on social media? A lot more than 24 hours. How long before the New York Post was allowed back on Twitter? It was like weeks. Weeks. I'm sorry, AOC. Uh, That was weak sauce from you. Weak sauce from you. But the weakest sauce protesting these partisans from Twitter being questioned about their partisan activity came from uh, another New York Congress person, must run in the uh, water, Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin with the uh, oft-stated leftist defense when censorship is enacted from the left. Some people think it was the right decision. Some people think it was the wrong decision. But the key point here is that it was Twitter's decision. Mm. Twitter is a private media company. In America, private media companies can decide what to publish or how to curate content. Oh, they can. Private media companies can decide what to publish. Did I imagine, invent, fantasize about the hue and cry from the left when Elon Musk bought Twitter? And, oh, that was like the end of free speech in America. Elon Musk bought Twitter and he's going to bring free speech to America. Oh, no, never mind. It's the end of free speech as we know it, which is all speech we like is free, but all the speech we don't like, no, I can't say that. Now, interestingly, later on in the Twitter testimony yesterday, Joel Roth, the same guy who green-lighted the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop because, oh, the FBI told us, you know, there might be uh, Russia, 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 disinformation coming. Joel Roth was uh, trying to tell people what his life has been like since Elon Musk bought Twitter and allowed independent journalists to examine the inter-office communications at Twitter, which outed Yoel Roth, Vijaya Gade, James Baker for the Democratic operatives they are. And Yoel Roth, um, well, he just said, look, since Elon Musk bought Twitter, it's, uh, it's not been pleasant for him. Elon Musk also made the decision to share a defamatory allegation that I support or condone pedophilia. And this lie led directly to a wave of homophobic and anti-Semitic threats and harassment against me, of which Twitter has removed vanishingly little. Mm. And following the Daily Mail's decision to publish where I live, ultimately I had to leave my home and sell it. Those are the consequences for this type of online harassment. And Oh, well. Daily Mail and Twitter, private media companies can do whatever they want. Right, Jamie Raskin? Would that be Jamie Raskin's response to that? I don't think so. Well, does the door swing only to the left, Jamie Raskin? Like, if Elon Musk decided in the lead-up to the next presidential election that he wasn't going to allow anything on Twitter that furthered the electoral chances of any Democratic candidate, would it be okay with Jamie Raskin and other Democrats? Because, well, you know, Twitter's a private media company. They can do whatever they want. Do they support the protestations outside a Supreme Court justice's home? Of course they do. Okay. Of course they do. Just, just they they just do wonder. not support the uh, law enforcement investigations of any vandalism on pro life centers, though. You can bet on that. Just now, checking. Just checking. 
yesterday while he was in Wisconsin, uh, Joe Biden sat down with Judy Woodruff of PBS. I'll just say, when you go from CBS to PBS, that's not a career track most people would choose to embark upon. (laughs) But Judy Woodruff is squeezing every last breath out of her supposed journalism career at PBS. And, well, she knows that most people would expect her to say, well, you got to sit down with the president. You got to ask him about the classified documents scandal. Now, if I had Biden sitting in front of me on the classified document scandal, which I know I shouldn't fantasize live on the air. But if I did, I would just say, what's in the documents? What's in the documents? Well, Judy Rudriff, I guess, kind of, sort of went down that road. Let's see how she does, and let's see what kind of an answer she got out of Joe Biden. The best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. But one of the things that happened is that what was not done well is as they packed up my offices to move them, they didn't do the kind of job that should have been done to go thoroughly through every single piece of literature that's there. Beep, beep, beep. Watch it. The bus is backing over you, staff member of Joe Biden. Maybe it's backing over two men in a truck. Maybe they were the ones who came in to move the boxes. Who is they? Yeah. Who is they? That would have been a good question for Judy Woodruff to ask. She didn't ask it. I mean, it would also have been a good question for Judy Woodruff to ask. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To the best of your knowledge, the documents are from 1974. Uh, You weren't the vice president in 1974. What are the documents from when you were vice president? And the other question that you could have asked is, wait a second, you've been saying your lawyers have told you not to ask about anything that's in the documents. How is it you know that the documents contain information from 1974? See, the problem with being an inveterate, serial, unrepentant, congenital liar is that it's hard to stop when you were engaging in that activity in every single breath you draw from the fact that your wife is not a full-time teacher to just about everything else you talk about. So uh, James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal uh, was not exactly on board with Joe Biden blaming the classified document scandal on his staff. Yeah, there, there are no staff exemptions in the laws that govern classified material. There's not a staff exemption in mm-hmm. the Presidential Records Act. He is accountable. Obviously, he is not someone who wants to be accountable. Uh, he also, for someone who's told us how seriously he takes this, he doesn't seem to have bothered to learn too much about it. I don't know, 1970s straight paper. Well, what was it? Yes. What was it indeed? It's been reported elsewhere that it's classified information about Great Britain, Ukraine, and energy. Oh, well, that probably wouldn't intersect anything Hunter Biden was involved with. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.